Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. This is your host, Heather Mulder. And today we are going to talk about three big myths that are making you miserable. So there are a couple of things that I think societally we tend to buy into that really work against us. And so we're going to dive right in. I don't know that this is going to be the longest conversation today. We don't have a guest. It's just me talking to you. But because these things come up so often, I really wanted to get into them today. So my hope for today's podcast is to get you really thinking about the societal definitions that we have for some things that kind of infuse every decision we tend to make in a way that is truly counterproductive. Let's just dive right in. Myth number one, there is no such thing as work-life balance, at least not as traditionally defined. Now, I have talked in depth about balance before, and I think it was even the second, second or third episode of my podcast, and I will provide a link in the show notes to that episode. But I want to talk about it again here, and I want to talk about it a little bit differently because I see this come up so often in my practice with clients. We don't understand work-life balance very well. I would say that as traditionally defined, it's a total myth because we define it like a seesaw or a scale as though we're trying to balance equally two sides of a scale. And we tend to think of it primarily as a time thing. How much time do we spend doing X versus how much time do we spend doing Y? Even though we know from a rational perspective that that is not possible, like at all. There's going to be imbalance in many ways at different times, okay? You want to be really honest about that. And here's the thing, and here's where the myth really comes into play that you even want that kind of balance. I mean, think about it. If you are an attorney or within any other high-powered career, you obviously chose your profession for a reason, right? You chose it. There was purpose. There was passion behind it. There was real, you know, oomph behind the decision. Of course, you want to spend a fair amount of time doing it. That's normal. And I think when we buy into the myth of balance, especially that we want to balance the time spent on work versus other things, we then shame ourselves. We start to think of it as though, well, something's wrong with me. I shouldn't want that. And you don't even know you're doing that, right? But when you buy into that, you know that it's impossible. You are going to work more hours per week than you are going to spend with your child, or with your husband, or with your family, or doing any number of things for yourself. That's just a fact. That's the way it works when you're working. And frankly, it doesn't even depend what profession you're in. It's 
probably going to happen unless you work a very limited amount of time. But most of us work more than we are doing those other things, even all combined, right? And so when you buy into this myth of balance of time and that you even want it, then you start internally to question your motives for wanting all this other stuff that doesn't allow you to have that balance. When at the end of the day, it's not even what you want. Because here's the deal about balance. Balance has very little to do with time. Now, let me give you a quick caveat. If you are spending 100 hours a week working, you're probably working too much. (laughs) In fact, I wouldn't say probably you are. Like, you're not giving yourself enough time. So time does matter. But you don't have to have a balance of time working versus other stuff, okay? You have to have enough time to take care of yourself, to spend time with family. But you also want to make sure that that time is quality time, that you're fully present. And quality time, by the way, is not about doing big things, going on a big trip. I mean, it could technically be quality time, but quality time has a lot more to do with you being there, present, fully attuned to the people that are speaking to you, the people that you're spending time with, understanding what's going on, paying attention, and not, you know, checking your phone, um, looking at your email, thinking about all the things you still got to do at work. That's not spending quality time with other people. The same is true for when you're working. You want to have quality time working as well. You don't want to be worrying about, oh my God, I didn't spend enough time with my child last night, or I missed out on this, or I'm going to miss out again, and have that take away from your ability to do a good job. Because then it's just this continuous cycle of you're always thinking about these other things in the moment, and you're never fully there. And so to me, what balance really is, is it's not a balance of time. It's ensuring you have enough time to do the things that you want to actually prioritize the things that are priorities to you, which includes work, by the way, which includes the things you want to be doing within your work. But it's about being present, fully there, making decisions you feel good about, and then spending the time that you have very wisely. It's really more about a balance of how you feel. Are you content, contentedness with the decisions that you've made and your ability to do the things that you want and prioritize the things that you think are truly important to you while being present most of the time? I'm not going to pretend that we're all present all the time because that's not human nature, but being present most of the time, that's what real balance is. Okay, so... Number one, I want you to drop this myth of balance, of the the seesaw, just like get rid of that and rethink it in a way that's much more in tune with how you're making choices in, in respect of your priorities and being present in the moment. So that's number one. So let's move on to myth number two. And this is a big pet peeve of mine that I really can't stand. The myth of you can have it all. And I'm especially speaking to you ladies out there, okay? Because I have actually not really heard a guy tell me I want it all. I think guys have not bought into this. I think this has specifically been sold to us ladies as though we can have it all. And it's just not true. No, nobody can have it all. 
what does all even mean? That's my question for you. What does it mean to have it all? And what what does that really look like? Now, can you have most everything you truly want? Yes, but that's not all, right? You don't have to be everything to everyone. You don't have to do everything. And you don't have to be, you know, attaining the highest ranks of every single thing that you try because that's just not that's not human nature. We're not great at everything. We're not able to do everything. And therefore, we can't have everything either, right? And I want you to think about it this way. Imagine that you are presented with a buffet full of food, an amazing amount of food, enough to feed 100 people. And on that buffet table, there is some food you love. There is some food you're good with, you like, but it's not your favorite. And there's some food you really don't like at all. And you're being told you have to eat it all, no matter what it is, and even though it can feed a hundred of you at once. That's, to me, what having it all is all about. And nobody wants that. Instead of buying into the you can have it all, which what that leads to is overwhelmed, being overextended, scheduling your life too full of things that really don't matter. And over time, that really crowds out the things that are truly important to you so that the next thing you know, you're completely imbalanced because a lot of your life is going after, you know, your living is spent going after things you don't care about much about that aren't even that important to you at the expense of your actual priorities. And so, You've bought into this, you can have it all, which then creates real, true imbalance within your life and you're not very content like we were talking about before. So I want you to just totally drop the you can have it all mantra. You can't. And that's totally okay. Now this leads us into myth number three. And this is also a biggie, that you shouldn't have to make sacrifices. Here's the deal, y'all. That's just not true. I think I've talked about this before. In fact, I know I've talked about this before, and I will go find that episode and link to it. But every big decision you make has trade-offs. There are trade-offs to everything, right? There's pros and cons to practically every big decision you made. When you're making tough choices, it's a tough choice because there are actual trade-offs. The trick is in figuring out what trade-offs are appropriate for you, given your values, given what you think is most important and your priorities, given your goals, given all of that, and given your circumstances in the moment, okay? And you've got to acknowledge that there are trade-offs, which means there are sacrifices. Trade-offs means sacrifices. Now, here's the deal where you're probably like, yeah, but Heather, you say you can have success without sacrificing or settling doesn't mean there aren't trade-offs. That's not actually what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when I say I can help you or you can figure out a way to create success that's on your own terms without settling for less, without sacrificing, that's an internal thing. You can be in a place where you make the trade-offs and you do it intentionally with full knowledge aligned with your values, aligned with your own priorities. And so you are in a place where you're content with it. You do not feel like you've settled for less. You do not feel like you've sacrificed because you really haven't, because you've intentionally made a decision that you know is what's best for you at that time. That is what I'm talking about. 
The other thing I would say is you want to make sure you understand what do I want and why? This question is so important to getting to a place where you can let go of having it all, where you can feel content in your choices and feel more balanced, and where you can feel like you haven't had to settle or make sacrifices. You need to understand the answer to that very big question. What do you want and why do you want it? And that all goes back to your values. What are your values? What do they mean to you? And maybe you don't identify them as values. That's kind of coach speak, okay? So when I say values, what is most important to you? Is it honesty? Is it connection? Is it service? Is it? There's a lot of different values out there, right? So start asking those questions like, what do I really value and why? What is really important to me as a characteristic of other people that I surround myself with? What is important to me as, you know, within myself and how I show up in the world every single day, how I make decisions? One question to ask yourself to kind of figure this out if you're not 100% sure, and you intuitively know, so lean into that intuition a little bit, you know what your values are deep within, even if you haven't proactively thought about it. But think about when am I most upset with myself? When do I make decisions and I think, and I'm just I'm beating up on myself because I know I did the wrong thing and I violated some rule or principle or a value that's really important to me and that's why I'm so upset with myself. That's a big clue as to an underlying core value that you have. And so you want to be very, very clear about what your values are and what they really mean to you. So it's not enough to just sit there and say, well, this is what they are. Here are the words I describe them as. You want to actually define them. So for example, service is one of my values. Well, what does service mean? What service means to me could be very different than what it means to somebody else. There's a lot of ways you could define it, right? So you want to put words to your values and then you want to define them. What does this mean to me? How do I align myself in a way where I am really embodying this value and I feel good about myself and how I'm living my life and how I'm making decisions for myself and others and how they impact other people? Those are preeminent. Once you figure that out, then you can start redefining success. Then you can say, okay, success isn't just about achieving my goals. It's about how I show up every day. It's about how I make decisions. It's about aligning to those values. What does that look like? So that it's more input-based, okay? This, they will get you away from defining balance as the seesaw and into defining balance as contentedness in your choices, in your decisions, and how you show up in the world. They will help you let go of always wanting to have it all and instead say, you know what? I don't need it all. I don't want it all. That's not for me. Here's what I want. Here's what success really means to me. And they allow you then to get to a place where you can make those trade-offs without feeling like you've sacrificed too much or that you've settled for something less. That is how to get away from those three myths and just completely let go of them. Now, let me give you an example of why this is so important. I'm going to give you a story about two women. I'm not going to give you their names because these are people I actually know. But let's say attorney one is very high-powered, has been incredibly successful within her career by all external standards, making great money, part of the management committee, part of firm leadership, and she's met all of the external metrics. She does work a whole lot. Um, she 
works more than what a lot of people would want to, right? And so a lot of people would look at her life from the outside and go, oh, I wish I could have the money. I wish I could have the prestige. I wish I could have the respect, but I don't know if I want to work the hours. And she's admitted to me that, you know, clients will call and she is the person, she's a litigation attorney, and she is the person that they will call when real emergencies are on and she needs to drop everything. And so there was a time within this last year where she was on vacation with her husband and child and she got the call and the next day she had to fly out. She was like four or five days into a 10-day vacation and she was done. She had to fly out and handle the emergency for her client and didn't see her son and husband for I think a week or two after that because it was that big of a deal. Most people would look at that and go, oh, that's horrible. That's a totally imbalanced life. Guess what? For her, it's not. She's incredibly happy. Her husband is incredibly happy. Her kid gets it. She, when she is with them, is 100% all in. She spends, you know, and really carves out time to spend with them and ensure that she does take care of them. And she does work out and she does take care of herself. And she doesn't do any of this at the detriment of her own mental or physical health. She's in good shape. She's, you know, a good stress manager. Now, the vast majority of people would not be okay with this, but this is how she's wired. She understands her values. She's very crystal clear on them. She has very specific boundaries. She prioritizes what's important and she lives the way she wants to live and she's very happy with it. On the other hand, there's another attorney, attorney B, who has very different values and works with this other attorney and looks at her and goes, oh my God, I do not want that life, which is fine. She doesn't have to have that life. She's also a very successful attorney, very good at what she does, very respected by her peers. But here's the but. Although she is a go-to for particular areas of law, she is not the person people want to go to for the type of work this other woman does. Because they people know and have identified that she's not willing to just drop everything all the time. Now, does she sometimes drop everything? Yes, of course, we all do. But she is not willing to have that life that this other partner has and has made the choice not to, to draw harsher boundaries, to say no more often. Because it does not fit within her definition of success. Which means there are times where people say, yeah, no, she wouldn't do it, so we're not even going to give her the opportunity. And reputationally, people think of the two of them differently, but it doesn't bother her. She doesn't feel like she settled or sacrificed anything because she has gone into this intentionally, knowing what her boundaries are and why they're there, and really orienting everything around her own values. And she's at peace with it. She's content. This is what I'm talking about, y'all. I want you to do that instead of falling into the trap of these myths that are impossible, not rational, and only going to make you absolutely miserable. Okay, so that is it for today. If this kind of piqued your interest and you want to take it even further, I actually have something for you that I think you are going to want to grab hold of. I have a values assessment that I utilize with my clients that you get to get your hands on yourself. 
and I'm going to put that in your show notes. It's called the Inner Compass Values Assessment. If you are not 100% sure how to identify your values and how to define them clearly and concisely, this is going to help you do exactly that. So be sure to go to the show notes and grab your free copy. That is it for today. Bye for now. Are you tired of barely squeezing life in thinking, shouldn't there be more to life than this? Do you want to get to the next level, but without losing yourself in the process? Are you ready to start thinking and doing differently so that you can stop doing the same things over and over and over, hoping for a different result? If any of this speaks to you and you're ready to do something about it, starting now, book a call with me to find out how I can help. Go to lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash free call.